Welcome to the Teachers Podcast in association with Classroom Secrets, the podcast that's here to help teachers. Whether it's discussing the latest issues in education or sharing top tips for use in the classroom, if you work in education or want to know more about the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Now, please welcome your host, former teacher, life-work balance advocate and successful business owner, Claire Riley. Hi everyone, welcome to Series 3, Episode 3 of the Teachers Podcast. So the media doesn't often shed a positive light on the education sector, and that is something that today's guest, Mark Taylor, picked up on while he was teaching in various schools. So as a response, he started his education podcast, which is called Education on Fire, and that aims to share creative and inspiring learning from around the world. So Mark's actually a professional musician as well. He's performed all around the world with some of the best orchestras and ensembles. And through his love of music, he then went on to teach drum and percussion workshops in schools through his education company called Rhythmically Speaking. I did really well to say that because I've done a lot of takes. Um, so as he's become more well known then for podcasting about education and sharing great practice, he's been working on nailing what FIRE actually means and what it stands for. And in this episode, he shares his thoughts on how FIRE applies to pupils and teachers alike and how you can use it in the classroom, which is the most important part. So Mark is also the Vice Chair of the National Association of Primary Education. So let's just get straight to the interview. So Mark, thank you so much for joining me on the Teachers Podcast today. Claire, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So it's lovely to have a fellow podcaster on the show. It's not very often that that happens. And um, we this is the first time we're seeing each other, isn't it? Because we've we've talked on Clubhouse because obviously we love audio because we're so into podcasting. Um, but yeah, it's lovely to see you in person, sort of. Absolutely. Well, yeah, thanks very much. And indeed, yes, it's, it's, audio is the way is the way forward and our, our current thing, but of course video. And it's always great to be able to have that eye contact, even if it's virtually. Yeah, this is it. And I think, you know, the thing I love about audio and why it's so brilliant for teachers is because it, I don't believe in multitasking. I used to think that I was this great multitasker and I would have all these uh, windows open and I would be flicking between Facebook and a spreadsheet and a Word document. And I realized that I wasn't doing any work. Um, So multitasking is not a thing, but dual tasking, I picked that up from somebody else. I magpied that is a thing. So that's where you listen to a podcast and you do your dishwasher. And you listen better to the podcast because you're doing your dishwasher or you're driving to school and you're listening to Education on Fire or the Teachers Podcast because obviously they're the two best education podcasts about. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, right. Okay. So imagine then that somebody's listening. They have no idea who you are or what Education on Fire is. You know, what does it stand for? What What is it? So Education on Fire is started as a podcast and it's Education on Fire sharing creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Um, and that came from the fact that I've kind of got multi layers to my my professional life, really. I'm a professional musician. I went from school into music college and, and have been working as a professional drummer and percussionist ever since. Um, but through that, I wanted to give back. I loved what it was that I was learning. And more importantly, I enjoyed very much how I felt. Music kind of gave me my voice, especially as I went from primary school, where I first got my love for that into secondary and, and then sort of saw how it was able to progress up through into music college and beyond. So I really enjoyed the opportunity when I had the chance to teach and be able to share that passion, share the joy that I knew could come from being in an ensemble or, or being with other people. 
And then at the same time, not only was I doing that one-to-one, I was going around many schools around the country with an education company I set up called Rhythmically Speaking, where we were sort of doing samba and African drumming and that kind of thing. And I was seeing these amazing things happening in schools, but the media was quite down on education and it was all quite heavy. And I just thought... When are they not? Exactly. And I thought, actually, that's not the kind of conversation I want for my children. You know, I was seeing great stuff in their schools. I was seeing great stuff in these other schools. And I thought, podcasting sounds great. I found out a way to do it. I thought, I'm just going to have that conversation. You know, it doesn't have to be a big deal, but I think there's some things I want to share. And so that's where Education on Fire as a podcast started. And it's just sort of blossomed from there, really. Okay. And so what about FIRE then? What does FIRE stand for? So fire is something I've been working on um, in the last few months, really, because I sort of was known, obviously, as being this podcaster and sharing all these different ideas and creativity. But I started to think there's more to it than that. And you need something to sort of hang your hat on. And and one of the things I say at the end of every podcast is education is not the filling of a pell, but the lighting of a fire. And I truly believe that, you know, it's that sense of understanding of what it is that we want to do, what gets us up in the morning, you know, what really gets us going. And I think when we can instill that into the children that we're teaching and the, and the, the colleagues and people around us, I think it's really infectious. But I think it's more complex than that. And so I was actually chatting to my daughter, actually. We were coming back from one of her gym sessions. And I was saying that I'm being asked more and more and more about exactly what you just said there. You know, what's FIRE all about? What does it stand for? What's the the intention of it? And we were chatting it through. And we came up with, with this sort of um, these ideas, really, of one of the F being feedback. So really important that you kind of you don't know what you don't know. Feedback people are often, often afraid of. And actually knowing what people think and things that you can improve on and things that you're great at, which you might not be so sure about, is something that you can do. I is for the inspiration because that was always what really got me in, in my profession. I was able to see something great happening, seeing someone just ahead of me or, or something which made me think, oh, I want to be part of that. I want to do that. But we also know that's great. There are times when it doesn't work as you expect it to. Our journeys aren't straight lines. They go across many directions. And so the R is for resilience and that ability to be able to pick yourself up, know enough about yourself to know how you can keep going on those days when it's it's not so straightforward and you don't get up thinking, oh, yeah, this is the day I'm going to win the world. It's that kind of, it's been a bit tricky today. But what sort of skills and understanding do you have from that? And then the E is for empowerment. And I think this is a really important one because it's having the people around you, the tools, the skills, the understanding of how you know to take the next step. Um, and and the more I was chatting to it um, about it with my daughter, the more I was thinking, well, this really applies to me as a teacher. Um, but she was saying it also applies to me as a, as a pupil as well. It's that kind of, I can see how all of those things help me. And so it just means that my day doesn't start with, I've got a maths lesson or I'm doing English or we're doing topic or whatever it happens to be. It was kind of, what am I getting out of this day in all these different areas and where can I put my focus on? So fire just became these four things that I think there's an element in all of those things which are integral to what we do as teachers and what we want to get across to our pupils. I love this because just just listening to you, I'm like, oh my word, this applies to me. So right now I'm thinking more about how I can use my inspiration because I'm I'm a person who really likes to act on my inspiration um, at those moments and, and I feel like my day is probably too scheduled. Um, and then obviously that resilience when your day is too scheduled how, and you don't have the inspiration, how do you get that back? So I think 
yeah, it applies to teachers, it applies to pupils, but it also applies to me as a 37-year-old thinking, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> because we go through these phases all the time, don't we? So it's it, it, this is a great foundation, I think, to, to make sure that we're thinking about in schools because it doesn't stop. You don't just learn it in school and go, oh, well, okay, I'm done now. I have this in my life. If we're reflective people, we're continuing to to learn that throughout life, aren't we? I think that's very true, and I think for me that was that was the key element because, like you said, I I sort of connected with it in in my professional sort of playing life as well as my teaching life, and I thought so. It must apply to everybody, and I certainly knew it was the case for teachers. But it was that sense of we very much in education get to what are we doing now for the next thing? You know, it's this amount of work for this assessment, or this amount of this year for this lot of next Ofsted, or, or whatever it happens to be. There's the steps that we go through in order to get through what we're doing. Whereas this is a way of just understanding this is what learning's all about. This is what being on a journey of exploration and learning, whether you're in primary school, secondary school, or university, or even like you said, us as adults, we're learning all the time. And I think if you've got those key foundations in place and it's somewhere that you can always go back to, it doesn't matter what the subject, what the age, what the thing is that you're trying to do. It gives you that starting point of just thinking, oh, this is great because I can actually then just take it forward and just love life in a way that gives you that support with those building blocks. So why do you believe that FIRE is the starting point for learning and so useful for teachers? Because I think you want to get up and you want to be able to share something which gets you excited. And it's, I mean, I'm a professional musician. I've done the 10,000 hour practice in order to be able to make that. It's not all, always straightforward. You know, there were lots of yeah. early mornings, late nights, all of that kind of thing. But it's knowing that actually the thing that I'm working for has something that's got some benefit that I'm prepared to put that work into. So I need that fire. I need that excitement to be able to do it. It was really interesting um, just after um, Adam Peaty and Max Whitlock came back from the Olympics, they were on, on telly talking about wanting to be an inspiration and sharing their story. Um, and they were saying the same sort of thing, you know, all the hard work, all the pressure, their conversations about what it was like to sort of compete, but also to kind of back up your previous gold medals with another one, you know, understanding the work that goes in and then, but actually then doing it and be able to talk to children to explain what all that's about. And that's incredibly inspirational. And you you kind of get that sense then that no matter what it is that you want to study, whatever it is that you're passionate about, whether it's an academic subject, whether it's a way of life, whether it's sport, whether it's music, it just gives you that sort of that intuition, that inner knowledge of just knowing that's where I want to take my life forward. You don't know the whole journey. You don't know the whole path, but you start to get a sense of that's where I want to put my energy. And I think once you do that, you kind of open up the world to allow people in to help you and support you and I think is certainly as mm. primary teachers it's about that breadth of understanding it's about that creativity it's about that experience of lots of different things and even if you're just triggering that one thing um, uh, one of the things that often people tell me on my podcast is the fact that one of the questions we talk about is you know is there a teacher you remember is there something that's really sort of sticks in your mind and it's always the teacher which they related to there was a connection there almost even without conversation there was a kind of I can see you you can see me we kind of know there's something here which is important I feel safe I feel understood I feel supported they never they very rarely say I really like the way they taught me to do this or or taught me to do that it's always mm. about that personal connection and I think a lot of that comes by understanding the family the story of the child 
understanding what they like to do, what their hobbies are, how that fits in with their general life. And so I think that fire, that inspiration, that kind of, oh, there's something there that we can talk about, which just opens up a whole conversation or a whole world. I think that just gives you what you need to then explore. And I guess that's really the, the starting point, the exploration of life, which is really what being the age is all about. And I think it gives you so much motivation as well, doesn't it? It's, it because obviously as an entrepreneur, I can really sort of relate to that. You, you have to believe that there is something at the end of all of this hard work that you're putting in, whether it's your 10,000 hours practice or your 10,000 hours of work at it, you have to believe that something that maybe it's a perception, but you perceive you will want what's at the end of it. Um, so, and I just think, I don't know what's possible if you if you don't ignite that. I think that's really true. And I think also, I think life can be quite lonely. Um, and, and that kind mm. of community element of knowing there's something else out there, that there's someone else who gets you that understands you you know like you say it might be the teacher that you can speak to in the classroom or in the in the staff room that kind of goes yeah that's exactly what I've experienced oh yeah I've noticed that as well or it might be those conversations between pupils like you said as an entrepreneur can be very lonely because you're kind of working on things you're you're trying to get feedback you want to kind of create something which you know is going to help people, but it's quite insular to begin with. It's only when you start to build that community mm. around you, you get people saying, yes, this works, that doesn't work. Can you try this? Can we talk about this? And like you said, you know, before about the clubhouse, you know, you start to understand there's a whole group of people out there. And then that kind of really helps, I think, to sort of build that out and know that you're not on your own and, and sort of those passions and those focuses are really working. And I think that's really the other reason I thought that actually having education on fire as a podcast was was really important because I know from my experience that there are some teachers or some situations where people think it feels like I'm on my own you know I'm in this 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 school which is fenced round and I don't feel like it's quite speaking to me or I'm able to be myself fully to be creative or do what I want to do but you just know that, oh, I've heard this person in this school or this person's creating this product or this is an event that they've done somewhere else. It's not just me. I can see this happening. And it might be that you go to them and you sort of get in their world if it's changing schools or or it might be that you're able to bring that knowledge into your school or your experience and have a conversation with someone and say, oh, I've just heard about this or I've heard about this resource. It's amazing. It's going to save us this time or it's going to give this experience to our pupils what you think and then you start to feel like you know the world's a big place but there are communities all the way around and I think you know the virtual world and the ability that we have now to have these conversations and to share it with lots of other people just means that there is someone very close even if they happen to be <laughs> thousands of miles away for example yeah yeah the other side of the world we're not the other side of the world though no we're we're probably only a, a couple of hours I would imagine in a in a fairly non-fast car <laughs> Yeah, where, where where are you? So I'm I'm in Northamptonshire. All right, and I'm in West Yorkshire. So, you know, if you to be honest, if you're in England, we're never that far away from each other anyway, <laughs> exactly. are we? Exactly. All those stories <laughs> of people kind of taking day trips just to go across America, or or yes, you're just sort of going to college yeah, and, and get there two days time. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about the road trips. I'm like, mm, we don't really have proper road trips, do we? No. Um, okay, so. Why are you passionate then about helping teachers to implement this in the classrooms? I feel like you've probably answered some of this already, but you know, are there any other points that you want to add 
um, about being really passionate at helping teachers implement this? I think for me, a lot of it's longevity. You know, we know there's lots of problems with burnout and, you know, we're sort of recording this at the beginning of the school academic year, you know, we're, we're rested, we're excited, you know, what's possible this year, we've got a new class. But we know that when maybe we get to late November into December and the nights are really sort of drawed in and, and we're kind of thinking, oh, we've got a Christmas play to go, <laughs> whatever it happens to be, mm. it, it, it gets it gets much harder. And I think by that time, that's why you need this kind of idea of how am I starting my day? You know, I'm not just starting by the fact I need to um, to teach X, Y, and Z. I'm starting my day from the same fa- um, sort of foundation every single time. You know, today is, I'm, I'm, have I got some feedback? Can I find out something I need to from a particular child, for example? You know, um, where's that inspiration coming from? Or can I share a story of something I've done over the weekend that maybe just connects with somebody? You know, oh, I've been so empowered because I know my next steps. You know, I've been able to go on, you know, and and get resources for my mass lesson today because it saved me all of these things <laughs> you know or whatever it is i've got i've got the support network around me it's really tough at the minute but i'm so grateful that i was able to get what i needed from the people around me and i think if you sort of start with that and it becomes your regular thing that's like all these things with habits isn't it but you just know that that's going to be the same no matter what so even if it's a good day a bad day winter summer you know that you can just do one little thing that's going to relate to that and you're on that continual progression, that continual journey that you're going to affect somebody in a really positive way and affect yourself in a really positive way because, of course, this thing, like we said, affects us and also our pupils. And I think if we can do it for ourselves and it gives us that little bit of momentum, that's then going to be modelled and going to carry on into our classrooms. And that's something which is very, not very tangible to be able to to be able to show in data form that's a different conversation but something that we know really kind of is going to help our pupils in a way that they're never going to be able to describe but they're going to feel which is the most important thing and I love what you've done there you started with teachers often I find in education that we we talk about you know the children being the most important thing all the time and I'm not saying that's not the case but I feel in some ways that gets sometimes a little bit misunderstood um where it can be well, it doesn't matter um, how teachers feel or how well teachers are or what we're doing for teachers. So I think I loved that starting starting with yourself and what's your own inspiration um, so that you can move that into the classroom. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, it's really true. And I think and I think you the one thing that's really important to remember on that, and certainly when I did my wellbeing season, it's something that came up a lot, was the fact that you only have so much to give. So if you're constantly giving but not topping yourself up, then eventually you just run out mm. of gas. You know, it's 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 simple as that. So yes, you know, the children are important, but what you do to look after yourself, which keeps you in on your A game benefits them much more than just pushing and pushing and pushing and then you know if you get to the point where you have to stop then you're not able to help anybody and you know we're we're all vocational yeah. in this game we're not there just doing it for a job so yeah absolutely okay so if you're a teacher then listening to this podcast right now um have you got any actionable steps that you could um just describe that maybe they could try out in their classroom this coming week um Absolutely. So I think I think there are the, the main thing is is to have well, not just within the teaching, but also maybe within the staff room as well. Have this conversation with someone else in your school and just say, Ah, oh, have you thought about this? Is this something that's on your radar? Um and then the next thing I would do is I would pick 
one of each of those parts of fire and see if you can just notice it or say something or implement it and see what kind of reaction you get so you know what bit of feedback can you give which is going to make a difference where's that inspiration come from where can you show some resilience or you felt that you were struggling but you thought ah, oh, but i was supported because i then did yoga on that night or we were able to take some quiet time on a carpet and we just decided we were going to do this but we're just going to do something different because we know that the class just needs it to be slightly different can be you know literally seconds but it's noticing those things and how it relates and 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 i think and that that and then also finally obviously the empowerment you know what's the one thing you can do that just shows the next step for someone or just makes someone understand that they've they've got someone that can help them maybe it's buddying them up maybe it's kind of having a conversation it can be absolutely tiny and it can just be maybe with one or two people it doesn't have to be a class but we know that over the course of you know 36 weeks or so it's going to make a massive difference and it's all those tiny little things that you do over the course of that time it's going to make a big difference and i think then I think that conversation that you're having with those pupils in your class, the conversation you'll then have with people in your in your school and your and your other staff, that makes a really massive difference. And it's just tiny, tiny things, but it's just that thought process. And then, of course, you know, you can always take that full circle and and have um, a, a CPD or a session or anything like that as well. But I think that just having that actionable thing that you can do really, really small can make a big difference. Super. And um you do offer CPD as well, do you? Yeah, so I, I I do go in and talk. I've done obviously a lot about music CPD, but also as we're starting to do much more about this fire, I go in and I can help support, can be virtually. And, and we've got some online training, which is about to go online through the Education on Fire website as well. So it's something which is it's something you can look at and explore in that kind of way. But I think through the certainly the community that we have with, with Education on Fire and the private Facebook group, a lot of it's these conversations because they get picked up by different interviews we have and different conversations that we have and it's that ongoing support and, and like I say that's the thing about audio as well it's just that kind of there's something very personal about those conversations when you're doing the dishwasher taking a dog for a walk being in the gym or whatever and 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 those personal sort of internal conversations you have with yourself then now seem to be spilling into into these sort of into the facebook community where they're just saying oh did you hear this do you think of this what can we do and then and anything I then pick up, I'm bringing people in and we're having an, sort of an expansion kind of conversation like this. So, for example, in, in the next um, couple of weeks, I'm having Ed Kerwin. He's going to be coming to talk about empathy because he's the person who's in charge of Empathy Week. Um, and just sort of, you know, we're not talking about maths on that day. We're talking about empathy, which doesn't seem to be in the same world but as we know as teachers and human beings it's incredibly important but how do we go about doing that so just from having spoken to him many times before but certainly on the podcast we wanted to have a slightly more in-depth understanding of how he personally can help develop that within pupils and so yeah so all those things are possible yeah i love that because you know when it comes to you know what you're talking about these little these little elements these little I don't want to call them tasks, but little moments that you're looking for to um, maybe identifying them at first. And then after a while, you're trying to deliberately implement them. I always find these are the ones that are probably the most life changing when you're consistent and you build them up. But they're also the easiest to forget to do um, because you might not necessarily have that on your to do list. So it's that reminder that you need by listening to other people having these conversations weekly or monthly or whatever 
to be able to then go, oh yeah, I'm back on that again. And let, let me get that into my system of habits. Um, I like to read a lot about habits because, oh, they're very hard to change and they're very hard to, to implement. But yeah, this has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me here. So tell us more then about where we can find you and your podcast. So I live on educationonfire.com. Um, from there, there's there's links to all the different places you can listen and um, and all my social media and all that kind of thing. Um, but like you said, sometimes you just need something to kind of get an eye, uh, a reminder of what you need. But so if you go to educationonfire.com forward slash fire, you can download um, a free um uh, PDF of, of of that fire list, which is just something which I just have around to be able to just sort of think, ah, oh, yes, I've started with that because I've actually seen it and it's visually from there. Um, and so, yeah, you're more than welcome to have that. So, yeah, educationonfire.com forward slash fire. Thank you so much. And I do, um, I do recommend that because something that I'm doing at the moment, I've got myself this notice board and these things that I want to remind myself, um, I suppose, very similar to what we're talking about, these these little moments we want to create, which we don't necessarily say are a task, but ways we want to change our thinking about things. Um, I'm doing the same. I'm putting them on my notice board because otherwise, where am I seeing it? How am I reminding myself? I'm trying to remind myself more. So that's a good idea to print it out and put it somewhere. Absolutely. Super. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining me and um, we'll see you next time on the Teachers Podcast. Oh, thanks so much, Claire. It's been a real pleasure. And, and thank you for everything you're doing, both obviously here on the podcast in Classroom Secrets. You know, it's it's this entrepreneurial spirit. It's this understanding. It's this support for teachers, which is really changing education. So, yeah, thank you for all your hard work, too. Thank you. I've never been thanked for that before. So thumbs up for you. <laughs> thank you for listening. The Teachers Podcast is in association with Classroom Secrets, a provider of high quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust. To find out more, visit classroomsecrets.co.uk.